Hello, friends. Welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. I'm your host, Sarah Buino. If you've been listening for a long time, I imagine that you probably know by the tone of my voice when I start a podcast, whether it's going to be a serious day or whether it's going to be a silly day. And you may have guessed that by the somber tone in my voice, this is going to be a serious one. So today is March 23rd. Yesterday, March 22nd, there was a shooting in Boulder, Colorado. And on March 16th, there was a shooting in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm, I, I woke up today and cried because this is fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. And I don't even know what to say about it. But luckily, I have brilliant friends who say brilliant things. (laughs) And actually, as soon as my friend wrote this piece last week, I said, I would like to read this as a solo episode for the podcast. And she said, absolutely. But I think it's even more important now that there, I mean, it was important in the first place, but even more important now that there have been two shootings in less than a week. So My friend Sarah Suzuki, one of my BFFs, she was, I can't remember her episode number, but an early episode, (laughs) she was an early uh, guest on the podcast. She's written an article called Stop Psychoanalyzing Mass Shooters, How In-Depth Psychological Profiles Perpetuate White Supremacy. So I wanted to read this to you verbatim. Actually, I may change a couple words because things are a little bit different when you speak out loud (laughs) than when you read. But I wanted to read this to you, not only to support my amazing, wonderful friend, but also in the hopes of, you know, I've today was my first day back. I was on vacation last week, actually in Atlanta, and today was my first day back. And so I was having conversations with clients today about what happened and there's so many questions, right? And one of my clients asked about an Instagram post I had put out there. And she said, you know, what does it mean that this is, you know, part of the collective? It's a systemic issue. So we were talking about it. And and so I wanted to share this article with anyone who hasn't read it. Please share it with your people. Please share it with people who care about this issue, people who don't know about this issue. I had a, a friend who read it who said, I didn't understand like why this was white supremacy until I read this article. So we will put a link in the show notes, of course, to the actual Medium article. But here it is by Sarah Suzuki. Last night, a 21-year-old white male went on a mass killing spree at three spas in the Atlanta area, killing eight people, six of whom were women of Asian descent. At first, I was sickened, horrified, then enraged. I turned to my husband and said, just wait until the media comes up with a psychological profile of the shooter. Not even 24 hours have passed, and yet again, the news is reporting on the apparent psychological motivations of this mass murderer, denying that this was a hate crime. Instead, media outlets are reporting the perpetrator's claims that he was not motivated by race, but rather by, quote-unquote, sex addiction. This needs to stop. As an Asian-American therapist and an addiction counselor who specializes in working with white men who struggle with mental illness, I have had enough. This is not about mental illness. Why do we have the compulsive need to individualize white men who go on killing sprees? 
Why do newspapers dedicate precious space and countless articles profiling white men who kill Black, Indigenous people of color? Why do we rush to assume that a mass shooter is mentally ill? One answer, white supremacy. How many people of color have to die in a single mass shooting event for police to consider the possibility of racism? Dylan Roof, an avid white supremacist who posted his manifesto of racial hate on a website, killed nine black parishioners at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston. For these egregious acts, Roof was found guilty of 33 federal counts in hate crime-related shooting. And yet, even today, his lawyers are appealing his death sentence by arguing that his process was tainted by mental health issues. In 2018, the Trump administration proposed that the government systematically monitor people with mental illness in an ill-conceived attempt to stop mass shootings. In 2019, after mass shootings in Ohio and Texas left 29 dead, Trump claimed that mental illness and hatred pulled the trigger, not the gun. Fact. Mass shootings by people with serious mental illness represent less than 1% of yearly gun-related homicides. Fact. People with serious mental illness are more likely to be victims of violence, not the perpetrators. Fact. A systemic review of the literature spanning several decades shows that mass shooters reflect larger cultural stereotypes and anxieties about race, ethnicity, class, and politics, and that these stereotypes and anxieties are concealed under the label of mental illness. When you promote the mental illness mass shooter myth, you stigmatize millions of Americans in our community, one in five, who experience mental illness each year. And yet, already Atlanta police are colluding with this narrative that this mass shooter was not, clutch your pearls, a racist, but rather, thank goodness, a sex addict. And so already the media is pushing the false story that the Atlanta area perpetrator was driven by, quote unquote, mental illness, not racism. I have had enough. BIPOC, have you had enough? We are tired. Aren't you? Oh, wait, let me read that again. I have had enough. BIPOC have had enough. We are tired. Aren't you? Aren't you tired of endlessly reading about white men who can't help but murder people of color in our communities? Aren't you tired of being made to feel helpless because of apparent untreatable mental illness problems that apparently lead to mass violence? I am. I'm tired of baseless claims. I'm tired of reading psychological profiles written by white journalists who promote the idea of the white male lone wolf mass shooter who conveniently ignore the weak relationship between mental illness and mass murder. No licensed mental health provider would risk their license endorsing the mental illness mass shooter myth. In 2019, the American Psychological Association issued a statement warning us to stop perpetuating this lie, to see the real problem at hand, that mass shootings are a public health crisis requiring our collective intervention. Why do we afford white male perpetrators so much individual consideration? We hardly afford individual consideration to the people of color killed by these perpetrators. Instead, the names and backgrounds of victims of color and their surviving family members become obscured in the background of each tragedy. No. Instead, we remember the white male shooter. And we tell ourselves that each perpetrator is somehow unique and that they are each uniquely mentally ill. Fact. 
There were 417 mass shootings in the U.S. in 2019, more shootings than days of the year. 31 were mass murders. Fact. 97% of mass shooters are male. Fact. The majority of mass shooters are white. When you delve into the individual psychological profile of each white man who engages in hate crime-driven mass murder, you obscure the facts. And a growing body of evidence reveals that the deadliest active shooter situations in recent years were associated not with mental illness, but with extremist ideology. White extremist ideology. I understand our desire to make sense of the senseless violence, but we will never find the solution if we fail to correctly define the problem. Here's what you can do to help starting today. One, stop sharing articles with friends, family, and loved ones about the psychology of mass shooters. Two, stop talking with coworkers, friends, and colleagues about the apparent mental illness driving mass shootings. Three, instead, get informed. Study the facts. Write letters to your local newspaper telling them to stop publishing these claims. Add comments to digital news. Better yet, stop paying for subscriptions to news outlets that support these claims. All of us want to live in a world free of mass violence. All of us want to live in a world free of hate crimes. We owe it to the survivors of those who were murdered to do better this time around. We owe it to ourselves to see this problem clearly. Stop psychoanalyzing mass shooters. By Sarah Suzuki. Thanks as always to Andrea Clunder in the Creative Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for the album art, and to Ben Mueller for our theme music. Make sure that you tune in to Sarah Suzuki's medium article here that we are going to post in the show notes until next time bye-bye